0: You are currently listening to one half of the greatest tag team of podcasts there are out there today. Once you get finished with this great episode, go on over on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, even over on YouTube and check me out, Ted the Hillbilly Hill of the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast, award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica. And I'm going to break down the bad guys, the villains, the heels of professional wrestling. And always remember, there's the real truth, then there's the hill truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Armchair and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. And my name is Stunning Steve Barber. Joining me, as as always, is my awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Dwayne Davis. Hey, everybody! And you know, last week we had a very special guest on. We want to give once again a big thank you to NWS superstar Star Rider for coming on. Absolutely, the very first masked wrestler we ever had on. Yep. And for those of you who did not see that on YouTube, go check it out because Dwayne and I are both wearing masks. And <laughs> in honor of Dwayne's mask, he's also wearing the Batman shirt to match yep. the Batman mask he was wearing. Yep. Because, like I said before, with all his other nicknames, I'm not saying he is Batman. I'm not saying he's not Batman, but you never see him in the room together.
1: What's funny is my uh, my grandson calls me Bat Daddy. Bat- there you go. Because my nickname is Fat Daddy cause like all the kids in the family call me that. And he was over yesterday, and we were like, you know, who's this? Who's this? And he's telling everybody's names. I'm like, okay, what's my name? And he goes, Bat Daddy. I'm like, okay, that's there it.
0: That, that, that's it.
1: Hope's Bat like, Daddy. oh, my God, now we can't tell him anything because <laughs> he just called <laughs>
0: <laughs> But – We were going to have an episode where we were going to review SummerSlam because we did preview SummerSlam. And and although Jwayland was not actually on that episode, he had sent Mm -hmm. his predictions. And another thank you to Justin from TNC Sports Talk for filling in. Absolutely. Thank you, Justin. um, And, you know, Justin, yeah, he... Um, he said, obviously, you know, we were going to get your input anyway, but he's like, yeah, it wouldn't be right if we wouldn't have one input. I'm like, well, exactly. So (laughs)
2: that's
0: what I was like. I I don't want to bug him on his vacation down in lovely Florida, but I will just for this. But Uh, it was fine. Yeah. But you know, you were down. I think I was actually,
1: I think I was actually sitting on the beach when I answered your text.
0: See, down at the
1: panhandle. I know.
0: (laughs) See, I know about that area. I love that area. So, um, but. We are going to talk about SummerSlam for part of the episode, not the entire episode. Uh, one of the big things we're going to talk about is it's related to SummerSlam, some of the aftermath from that, and some mm-hmm. other wrestling news. But one of the big things, of course, is Jey Uso is saying that he's left the WWE, and his profile has been moved to the the archive section.
1: Yeah, the, the alumni, website. yeah.
0: Alumni, there it is. And I actually just looked and to see, and yeah, sure enough, there it is. You know, um beside fact, let me I actually just had it pulled up. He is oh, and it defaulted, but I'm not gonna go look for it again. But one <laughs> of the one of the people that's beside in the alumni is Jillian. It just says Jillian.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Of course we know, you know, who yeah. she is, and we've we've never had Jillian on the show. However, we have had her ex husband on the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we that, have. To me, that still counts. Yes, and we've also had the uh, the person who trained Jillian on the show, Mm-mm. so it still counts. And Jillian, uh, I think she still lives in Kentucky. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: You know, I know her parents still live in Kentucky, so. uh but yeah, you know, she wants to come on. Hey, all right, cool. Yeah, you know, I'm not definitely not opposed to it. So. Um, but speaking of shows and having people as guests on there, we do have a guest scheduled right now for Wednesday. I mean, I'll go ahead and say, um, right now, Andrew Reed, Mm. you know, uh, NWF superstar. He's never been on the show before. We almost had him on, I think it was last year and then it fell through at the last minute. I don't know what happened, but I just remember he messaged me and said, I'm so sorry. I can't do it. We'll have to reschedule. Yeah. And here it is a year later. and We're finally rescheduling. (laughs) But he is in one of the featured matches at the Northern Wrestling Federation Summer Sizzler Fan Fest going on this upcoming Saturday. He's going to be in uh, what do they call it? a non-sanctioned match, which is another way of saying like a street fight, a no qualification. I mean, it's going to be an all-out brawl between him and his former tag team partner, Joshua. Okay. So he's going to come on and discuss that, and amongst other things, because first-time interviewee, first-time subject, yeah. We give them, you know, a lot of questions to let the the listeners uh, and or viewers know all about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and another podcast, and you know, speaking of podcast and and interviews, I'm be doing tomorrow night. Our buddies over at the Dad World Order are going to have Noah Gabriel on their show, and I'm going to be at least watching the chat. I'm going to be part of the chat because. Noah needs to explain his actions about what he did on our show.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: Noah, you are you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to say. But I texted Mike from the Dad World Order. and so, said, "Hey, does he have one of your shirts?" And he said, "No." He said, "I saw what he did to yours."
2: <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> yep, whole world saw what Noah did to our shirt. Yeah. Uh, so I decided I was going to wear mine. You know, just to show. You know that's not the only shirt uh, of ours that's out there, so right. Um, And uh, Andrew Reed is also going to be on, kind of a newcomer to the podcasting world. uh, We got him, Kenny Cummins. I've actually met him a couple times at some of the NWF events. Like I said, I think he's out of Lexington. You know, that's how he can make it to the Covington shows, and it's not that uh, far of travel for him. Um, You know, but he's going to have Andrew on there. He's also had. Riley Matthews on his show and and some other ones. Uh, But he also has wrestlers from uh, the organization that Larry D is uh, part of. And I cannot remember. uh, You know what? I will have to look up because Larry D is actually on my Facebook page under his real name, which I'm not going to give it out because if you don't know, you don't know. Um, I'll give it to you off the air, obviously. But, But let me see. Um, because Larry D is on his, like, basically his retirement tour. Right. And, um, I cannot find the actual, it, it's not mid-south, but it does have the word south in the, in the title.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you know, if that makes sense. So, um, and. Yeah, but Kenny, I mean, since he lives in that area, you know, he has a lot of those uh, wrestlers on his uh, show. You know, so he's able to go to a lot of those shows, which is actually, you know, pretty cool. Um, right. But, um, and obviously, we always give a shout out to Ted, the Hillbilly Hill. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because Ted is the pod father. Ted no longer does social media, but you can always listen to his show, The Hill Truth, and any of your audio platforms. And he also has a YouTube channel up the hillbilly heel. Hill. Now he only does shorts right now. And he didn't even tell you mm-hmm. that he only does shorts, but, uh, but he puts forth a lot of effort in this stuff. And that's why he is the pod father. And he really, he's the one that connected a whole lot of us. Yeah. You know, so, and one of the other podcasts that he connected to us was, um, uh, wrestling with the truth
2: mm-hmm. with our,
0: our buddy BC and, uh, Jay is still on hiatus. You know, he's taking care of some stuff and I, you know what, we, we all have stuff. we got to take care of times. Yeah. I don't blame him one bit. Uh but B C actually just started a wrestling group on Facebook and I know he added us both to it. Yeah. Because B.C. is kinda like us. He loves the territory. He'll talk about new stuff, but he loves the territory days as well. Mm-hmm. Because B C is actually right about our age too. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so uh speaking of which I got uh I got sixteen days before I my age mm-hmm. here.
2: Uh, that cl- yep, that clock thinking, buddy. <laughs> starting that
0: new- in the club. <laughs> yes, starting that new decade. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. But I mean, you know what? It's better than the alternative.
1: Exactly. So,
0: because we have friends of ours, unfortunately, you know, who we knew back in yeah. high school who
1: didn't make it. Didn't yeah. make it.
0: And you know, so um also give a shout out. To, oh there was somebody just they were right there on my the top of my head. And it's one of our other podcasts we always shout out. And, of course, I already talked about the dad or order. Normally, you know, I have a TNC Sports
1: of...
0: Talk? Oh, TNC Sports. Yeah, you know, got to give a shout out to Justin, TNC Sports Talk, because he's been helping us out, and he's always been out there putting us over. And, um, yeah, of course, the Mixtape podcast, I did record an episode with them, still waiting for it to, to come out. I know we actually had some technical issues while we were recording it. Mm. You know, so I know he, um, uh, they, I knew they said they were going to have to edit some of those because it was some weird, weird mm. issues going on. Like with some of the music it was playing really, it was playing like almost like three quarter speed. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, for some reason, but it didn't do it for all of them. Yeah. Just some of them. And, um, you know, of course I always want to give a, a shout out to Jamie and John, the true crime cast slash bless their hearts right now they have a a a fiction crime um series they just put out they actually wrote it them and and some of their uh you know friends basically mm-hmm. um are in it and it's a a pretty good series actually i mean there's only i think 9 episodes each one is maybe 5 to 7 minutes long
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it was a pretty good story if you're a patreon member of theirs like i am uh you would actually have heard it already or had the chance to hear it already and so i already knew i'd already listened to the whole thing i'm like okay that's you know that's pretty good and they actually wrote Mm -hmm. it and right now it's um i don't i saw jamie had posted not long you know did you hear the motorcycles and what sounds like four wheelers outside my house Mm -mm. um we have some people down the road that think that everybody's impressed. Ah, uh, got you. All right, okay. Um, spoiler alert: We're not.
1: Yeah, they, <laughs> so, they never left high school. Apparently. Uh, apparently.
0: <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm going to Jamie's page right now. And by the way, it's called "Left on Dead," is the name of their okay. other story. Um. Oh, they are the number 65 podcast on the fiction drama chart. So, I mean, it's already, you know, made its way uh, up there. That's awesome. Yep. Um, But when you have Chris Jericho in your corner, help them boost it. That also helps. And so people will go give them a listen. That's how I found their show to begin with. And I've, you know, been a fan of it ever since. That was uh, about two years ago when I, they were first on Chris Jericho's show. They've had Chris Jericho on their show. And they've been on our show. Unfortunately, right the day that we were doing the interview, you had a family emergency pop up like thirty minutes or so right before we yeah. were on the interview. And it was like, yeah. Oh wow. So, uh, but you said go ahead and do the interview because yeah. we had also that was like the, we would have had to re- reschedule for like the third time. And you and yeah. said go ahead.
1: Um, yeah, I didn't want. To, yeah, I didn't want to do that. So.
0: Yep, we need to have them back on so you can yeah. meet them. You know, because uh, great guys and um, and of course you all live in Kentucky and I don't. You know, right, (laughs) something
2: else,
0: (laughs) and um, yeah, so what you can actually, if you go in our archives, by the way, you can actually see the episode where Jamie and John were on there. And Jamie actually talks about when they had Chris Jericho on their show and how about 15 or so minutes before they were going to record, he was laying on the floor in the fetal position because, yeah, because he was like. He was just that nervous that they were going to have oh, Chris wow. Jericho, one of his heroes, you know. From, yeah, you know, and he's like, "I can't believe we're actually going to have him on our show." And <laughs> you know, so yeah, definitely go check those guys out. They're awesome. So, um, now have I forgotten anybody else? I can't think of any. I don't think so. No, um, but you know, it just is. My brain's kind of fried right now, <laughs> so. <laughs> It's been some wild kind of weeks, you know, sending out job applications, getting ready for my wife to have foot surgery. Just give everybody a heads up. My wife's going to be having foot surgery here soon. Um, you know, when that happens, it may delay some, you know, some episodes because I got, I'm going to have to take care of her.
1: Exactly. Um, I mean,
0: yep. <clears throat> yep. Yep. So and my daughter's about to go back to college here in a couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. so we got all sorts of stuff happening around here. Hopefully get, I will get hired by somebody. That I can do a job remote because my son's going to be homeschooling, so right. to be home for him. Um, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, which, by the way, I just want to throw this out there: homeschooling has become a lot bigger in the past couple yeah. of years. You know, yep. for a variety of reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. um, by the way, for for any, before anybody says anything, this is both sides of the fence. I'm just put leave it at that, and people yeah. are homeschooling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Um, But I'm pretty sure people are listening or watching going, are they ever going to talk about wrestling? (laughs) I have to say, yes. Why, yes, we are. You know, I feel like Phineas and Ferb. Aren't you boys a little young for that? Why, yes, yes, we are.
1: Yes, yes, we are. (laughs) But we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) We're going to do it anyway.
0: You know, so some of the news that has come out um, in the past week, and one of the first things, unfortunately, um, I can't pronounce his, his actual name. So we're just going to say Big E Langston or just Big E.
2: Yeah.
0: One, one third of the new day. Mm-hmm. He has been told by doctors he more than likely is never going to wrestle again.
1: Yep. Which sucks. <laughs> I mean, sucks for him because I know like wrestling was, you know, his dream. Sucks for mm-hmm. us fans because he had just, they had really just scratched the surface of what Big E could do as a yeah. single star. Uh, I was hoping he'd get a legit world title reign that didn't involve losing it to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Fun fact. Every black WWE champion has lost their title to Brock Lesnar. The rock at SummerSlam 2002. Brock beat the rock before rock left, left for Hollywood. Uh, he beat Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. He beat Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. That he was an beat absolute Big travesty. E. Yep, and he beat Big E for the WWE title. And those are the only four black men that have held the WWE championship. W- yeah, Mark Henry and Booker T held the World Heavyweight Championship, but ne- neither of those of them held the WWE title. But every black man that's ever held the WWE title has lost that title to Brock
0: Lesnar. <clears throat> I mean, we could definitely go down some
1: rabbit, There's a rabbit hole. That. We could go down. No. I just, I don't know if I ever mentioned that to you. So I thought I'd just throw that out there. I don't think you ever
0: had, because that would make me go really. And I'd have to go start. To it up. But yeah, <laughs> would, I mean, you know, you already done uh, the research for me, obviously.
1: Yeah. That's a, uh, definitely should be a future topic. Cause it's just, kind of weird that <laughs> Brock uh, Lesnar is the common denominator to all their championship losses. So
0: what they did to Kofi was absolutely
1: ridiculous. It, 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 was, it was
0: rude. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: and not even given a chance to get it back either.
1: Yeah. They just automatically pushed him back to the mid card. It's like back to the, ta- actually back to the tag division just instantly. And it's like, I get that Kofi was just, Kofi was doing his job. He did what his boss had said to do. But I would be like, uh no, I'm gonna name my rematch for the title. Even if you match. Not me go for the trouble in paradise right off the bat, get caught in an F five and,
0: and done. One F five over done.
1: Yeah. One yeah, one F five and it's done. After all that stuff Kofi did to get to get to WrestleMania and win the title. And then, Kofi was a good champion. He just wasn't given good stuff to do. I mean, he had some decent feuds, like the feud with Orton was good because of all their history. But it's like, it's one of those, okay, we gave you what you wanted. So now we're going to hurry up and get through this so we can get back to what we want to do.
0: People loved (laughs) Kofi as champion.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why, was, people were so, no that's why people him. were so furious when Brock beat him in nine seconds. I mean, it made no sense. People loved Big E when Big E was champion. That's why people were furious when Brock beat him at day one.
0: Oh, yeah. That, a, that absolute ridiculous pay-per-view that nobody asked for.
1: Yeah, and that they haven't had since. If you notice, it's, it got taken off the books because it was a crap idea and a crap pay-per-view. Nobody wants to watch wrestling. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to watch wrestling on New Year's Day. People are either hungover from New Year's Eve. People are watching sports all day on New Year's Day. Bowl day. Yeah. So you're not going to have your wrestling audience. It's I'm, You're either going to watch bowl games or day one pay-per-view. Bowl games always win. Just like you can either watch March Madness or or WrestleMania an of Raw or WrestleMania, yep.
0: March Madness or, is going to Or yeah, the March Madness now and you know because the Final Four, mm-hmm. it's two nights, Saturday and Monday. Yep. Me personally, I think they ought to move it to Friday and Sunday because nobody wants to start watching a game at nine o'clock at night, you know, yeah, on the East Coast, yeah. Um, but I know they do it because of the people on the West coast. But have you noticed that all the teams on the West coast are starting to join the conferences from the East coast, but that's another story. That's been mm-hmm. like a weird thing. I've just, I'm, I've given up trying to keep up with it.
1: Yeah. I can't <clears> keep <throat> up with it either. It's been crazy.
0: Yeah. Stanford trying to join the ACC. I'm like Atlantic coast conference. Yeah. Not a team from California.
1: But,
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but,
1: but it's, <laughs> uh, it's unfortunate that Big E and, I think Biggie's going to follow his doctor's order. I think he maybe will. down the maybe down the line he'll be able to come back like Edge and and Brian Danielson were able to do, but if not, I mean he's had he's already had a stellar career. He was you know had a great reign as NXT champion. He was the intercontinental. He's been the intercontinental champion twice. You know, record-setting tag team run with the New Day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a former WWE champion, he's won money in the bank. I mean, he's had a great career. It's just, it's just sad that it was cut short on an accident. I mean, it wasn't, you know, can't even call it a botch. It was just an accident.
0: I was watching it when it happened. And I remember texting you and asked you if you were watching. Mm. And I said, I think Big E just got hurt like badly.
1: Yeah. I went back and watched the clip like several times, and you could just tell it was just a matter of Big E's so big. Rich Holland couldn't get him all the way. You know, he tried, you know, he did the belly belly suplex, but he couldn't get him all the way over because Big E's just massive. And it was just a he's freak thing.
0: 280, 300 pounds of muscle.
1: Muscle. I mean, he was a power lifter. I mean, he's just all muscle. And when he landed, he, you know, all that muscle on his head came. Yeah. He came down on his head and all that weight came down on his neck. And you could tell he was hurt, especially by the way he was like mm-hmm. moving his arms and his hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. You could tell he was hurt, but I'm glad that it didn't, didn't end up being, you know, he didn't end up being paralyzed. I'm glad he's not in any pain because the last interview that I read. That he had, where he said that doctors advised him that he shouldn't uh, shouldn't wrestle again. But he said he right now he was just glad to be pain free and be able to, you know, move around like normal.
0: And ironically enough, him having all that muscle is probably what kept him from having even more severe an injury or getting killed.
1: Yeah, it probably yeah it probably helped him from becoming paralyzed or Breaking his neck and getting killed. Yeah.
0: Um. I wonder if uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin reached out to him uh, to discuss it because I mean, it's not exactly the same way, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, Steve Austin, of course, broke his neck, mm-hmm. technically in the ring, you know. From yeah. That one was. I mean, I'll call it kind of a botch. Um. Mm-hmm. Because Owen that, had him yeah. placed too far down.
1: Yeah, that was a botch. Yeah, because Owen didn't have him. You know. Owen had his head too low for a, you know, a sit down powerbomb. A sit down pile driver, I mean. Right. But the Ridge Holland Big E thing that was just an accident, and unfortunately, things like that happen in any sport, but especially pro wrestling.
0: Um, I think the the overhead belly to belly suplex. They need to get rid of that anyway. Um, unless I mean, it's
1: to me that has always been dangerous. It's always been dangerous, and there's only been a few people that could do it successfully, that could do it to where the opponent is protected, but it still looked lethal. Kurt Angle, yep. Scott Steiner, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Those, those are the only people that I can remember that have done that move. Well, I take that back. Chad Gable. Because Chad oh, Gable yeah. can do it. Um, so, But it, it, it is a very short list of wrestlers who can – oh, sorry, Kaz – <laughs> um I keep thinking, but it's still a short list of people that yeah, can do it short. and make it make it look believable. Well, they can do it to almost pretend. anybody. Yeah, and make it look believable, but make it but keep it safe at the same time.
0: Right. And one of the things um you know, we talk about Brock Lesnar, you know, and we'll we'll hit on SummerSlam a little bit. Brock Lesnar, I mean, if you look he does like every kind of suplex there is, so of course his belly yes. to belly, you know, yeah. it's it's part of that yeah and you know but i mean when he when he grabs a suplex i mean he does it quickly and i i think some of the people if you notice all of a sudden he'll stop doing the germans and i'm thinking they're telling him hey lay off the germans because you're prone and you can't and they're like hey you're kind of hurting my neck a little bit yeah you can't protect
1: yourself on a german yeah
0: Um, unless um, you're
1: john cena who always put his elbows down which just go flat It seems like it'd be better to go flat than to put your elbows down. But
0: See, a lot of the scientific stuff you can learn in wrestling, y'all don't believe me, you lay down flat as much as your body hitting the canvas at the same time means it spreads the impact over that much of your body. Exactly. The less less you have hitting, the more the impact's going to hit on that one spot.
1: And you bringing that up reminds me of a TikTok that I saw. It was a little snippet of an interview with DDP. His last match in WWE was on SmackDown against Hardcore Holly. They went for a uh, they went for superplex. Except DDP didn't get to extend all the way out, so he could come, so his body could come down flat. He came down on his shoulders Ooh. and his neck.
2: Hmm.
1: DDP's a big guy; he's probably two, hundred fifty pounds at least, and even Hardcore Holly knew. He landed wrong because he said Hardcore Holly was like, oh, he made this grunt like, oh, I know that hurt. And DDP's like, yeah, he's like, it was, it was real close to being real bad. He's like, I hurt for a long time after that. He's like, because you, like you said, you want to go flat so that mm-hmm. that that impact is distributed through your body and you're able to pop back up and do what you got to do next. He's like, but I landed. On my shoulders and the back of my neck. Full I mean, he and he, and he showed the it showed the clip and it was oh yeah it was nasty
0: and and it was full impact from um a little over five feet up of uh-huh. about probably about five hundred pounds because you got yeah. the combined weight of those two guys oh yeah oh and well speaking of you know people learning how to do bumps if you watch the show heels they actually go through some of that. And the mm-hmm. reason I bring up heels is because uh the show they're in their second season right now, and they've had at least two episodes. I think they've actually had three um I've watched the first two episodes, and if you watched last season, you would know some of the stuff leading up and I do recommend what you you don't have to watch the first season um but because you won't be lost if you try to watch mm-hmm. it because they they're doing flashbacks to kind of you know bring everything but there's so much in the first season um, that they haven't explained yet in the second season, and if you're if the second season all it's doing is explain the first season, well, what's the point? They need to bring in
2: new stuff. Yeah, Yep.
0: Oh, but but yeah, heels is back on, and one of the people who's been on heels in a small but recurring role is a man who's been credited with the name Phil Brooks. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Phil Brooks is better known as
1: CM Punk. And Punk is an apt name for his behavior right now. (laughs) Because, okay, we talked about this before we started recording. Yep. CM Punk is a draw, but for all the wrong reasons. (laughs) Yep. Back in 2011, when he did the Pipe Bomb interview promo, you know, beat John Cena at Money in the Bank, won the WWE title, all that, he was hot. He was the most talked about wrestler in pro wrestling at that time. Problem is CM Punk has never gotten over that. It's like he got, that's as big as CM Punk has ever gotten in his professional career. That,
0: that's his peak
2: right there.
1: That that was his peak. And even, I mean, he was WWE champion for 434 days, but he was never the man he was the champion but he was never the man he never he never main evented pay-per-views as the champion unless he was wrestling John Cena otherwise he was generally the second to last match which is not where the world champion is supposed to be unless it is just a massive match like Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker from WrestleMania 26 where it was the career versus the streak. Everybody knew Sean was going out. That deserved the main event. That kind of eclipses everything else on the show because it's like you have one of the absolute greatest wrestlers of all time in possibly his final match ever. I say ever because that other thing that he did when he came back after eight years, that didn't happen. As far as I'm concerned, that's that's, no. That that
0: ridiculous thing they did in that country in the Middle East,
1: yeah, nope, you know, it didn't didn't happen. He retired at WrestleMania 26 and has never wrestled since. Um, But that was CM Punk's peak was 2011. CM Punk has been an excellent pro wrestler. He's a great worker. Promo skills are off the charts. You know, he helped bring Ring of Honor into prominence. He brought eyes back to WWE that long since left. You know, he got the world talk. He got the the wrestling world talking about him and pro wrestling. But that was 2011. It's 12 years later, and CM Punk still thinks he's at that peak. He's not. And by Tony Khan catering to him and basically giving him whatever he wants. He has, they're pulling the old. I wasn't beaten for the championship, so I'm technically still the champion, which waters down MJF's world title reign. People have been waiting for MJF to get the world title. He's got it. Now, the old guy shows up with the belt in the bag, and then he puts the X, he spray paints the X on it. So, not only are you not only are you stealing a gimmick that's been done better years before. I mean, Shawn Michaels did it with the Intercontinental Title when him and mm-hmm. Ryze were refuting. I mean, multiple. I mean, even CM Punk was involved in it when WWE decided, oh, we can't ride out the the summer of Punk. We gotta wait. We gotta wait eight days and then crown John Cena as WWE Champion just for punk to come out. And then we've got two world champions that we have to deal with
0: and, and spray painting the belts, not an original idea, idea either.
1: No, it's like, uh, NWO is going to want their, uh, they're going to want their cut of that. Cause, uh, that was kind of their thing. And yeah, he puts the big black X on it. says, you know, he's like, that's always been my symbol and blah, 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 blah. And I'm still the champion until that's not his deepsays. symbol. That's
0: Elon Musk's symbol.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> something else we were talking about before we start recording
1: yeah but it's like it's now it's like I mean basically Tony Khan's given CM Punk his own show the new show Collision is where CM Punk always is he's never on Dynamite now he's on Collision so you've got and here's the thing like with, with Sean and Razor Sean got suspended for 30 days because he failed a drug test they didn't strip him of the title, but they had to have another champion because they needed the mid-card title active, you know, while Sean mm-hmm. was out for 30 days. So then they worked it into where Sean comes back with the, with his intercontinental title. I was never beaten for it, you know, and they, and they even worked the suspension into the story and was like, he got suspended for like, I think hitting a referee or something, something. something yeah. Yeah. To make it, to make it work with the story. This is just, I'm way past my prime. CM Punk, I mean, way past my Uh prime. I've won the AEW championship twice. Each time I got hurt. That's the universe's way of saying, you're not built for this anymore. Your body's not holding up. But instead of doing that, we're just going to coddle him and let him hold on to the world title, call himself the real AEW World Champion. He, he's even defending the thing on Collision. He defended it against Ricky Starks, and it was you know he's he's the real world champion, which is not original either. Rick Flair did say, that. That's not, in that's not original. <laughs> Ric Flair did that in '91 when he came to WWE, and with the big gold belt, with the big gold belt, the one that's behind Steve right there. <laughs> so it's like. At this point, it's like okay, AEW is trying to be the alternative to WWE, and they're doing they're doing a damn good job. I feel like, but if they keep letting this dude be, as Kyle would say, be a malcontent and be just poison to the locker room. I mean, he's basically calling the shots on that show. Uh, Ryan Nemeth, who is Dolph Ziggler's brother. CM Punk doesn't like him because when, C- when CM Punk was, they were talking about him coming back and all this, Ryan Nemeth put a tweet out that said, uh, at least the softest man in the room is uh, finally getting his way or something to that to that extent. So CM Punk got mad about that. Shots and basically, fired. Yeah, and basically, Ryan Nemeth was flown in to compete on collision, gets to the hotel, gets ready to go to the building, gets called and says, don't come to the building. We've booked you a flight home. That happened to him. happened to Matt Hardy, happened to Christopher Daniels, who is head of talent relations. And head of talent relations was told not to come to the building. Uh, Hangman Page was also flown in for collision and then told not to go to the building and sent home. CM Punk cut a unsolicited promo about Hangman page after a collision went off the air, but they were still live at the, you know, at the arena and talking about how Hangman's a peg holder because he went to the store and the only AEW figures he saw was Hangman's because he, because nobody wants to buy them and all this stuff. And just constantly, it's like, dude, what is wrong with you? Get over yourself.
0: He's like the Terrell Owens yes. of wrestling. It's
1: like, it's like at this point, and it's like, of course he's gonna wrestle it all in, which bravo to AEW, and I mean that with all sincerity because they have broken WWE's record for uh that has stood since ninety two when they had SummerSlam in London and Wembley. Uh they're looking at about 80,000 people at Wembley stadium for all in. And Yeah. And I, I can tell Punk, you, I've,
0: I've been in that stadium. It's huge.
1: Um, Samoa Joe challenged CM Punk to a match at all in. What I need to happen is I need Samoa Joe to just maul CM Punk. Shoot on him. Yeah. Just shoot on him and beat the crap out of him and send him on his way. And I don't, I usually don't do that about a wrestler, but it's like, and I was a big CM Punk fan. I still enjoy his ring of honor stuff. I enjoy a lot of his WWE stuff, but it's like, just go away. It's at this point where it's like, you're not, you're not adding anything positive to the product. And the only reason you're a draw is because people want, people are tuning in to see what you're going to do next and not what you're going to do in the ring, but what stupid thing are you going to say on the microphone or who you're going to try to get rid of or who because to me, I feel like at this point he sees hangman page as a threat. So he's doing whatever he can to keep hangman page away from him because there's no way that he hasn't seen online that most everybody, myself included, did not agree with him coming in and beating Hangman Page for the world title.
0: Yeah, I didn't agree with it.
1: No, because the the story, that they told a perfect story over two years of Hangman Page getting to the main event scene and finally beating Kenny Omega for the title. Then he's the champion. He has had a great feud with Adam Cole. Things were going good. CM Punk comes in and boom, we're just going to put the title on him. CM Punk has become... Brock Lesnar of AEW yep
0: except for Brock Lesnar is actually um Brock Lesnar look yeah, he can draw I mean yeah. and, and I'm not a I mean and I will give respect to Brock Lesnar for the things that he can do I mean because he is he looks the part he's gigantic uh because and he's he was able to f5 almost and that's one thing but that's all we want to see how that matches him f5 and yeah. see if he could yeah, and he, and he did. And he did, and I'm pretty sure he was like, I don't want to do this multiple times because my back already hurt from picking this big guy up.
1: And he hit him with a German suplex. And he hit him so, with I,
0: mean, I mean, so, but, yeah. Uh, CM Punk, it, he doesn't have the ability, because Brock Lesnar, he's legit anyway. I mean, he's an NCAA, former NCAA wrestling champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's got this long history, you know, of these kind of accomplishments, legit accomplishments. Yeah. I'm not saying that his attitude was always the best, you know? No, but
1: but I, I think this, this Brock since, yeah, since Lesnar's come back and we've got like cowboy Brock, this has been like his best run since his rookie year, because you can tell he's actually enjoying himself and he's not just there. You know, he's not just there basically because Vince McMahon is pushing him to the top of the card Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. You can tell he's, Enjoying himself, and he's putting people over. Which several years ago we couldn't say that he was just coming in, destroying people for no reason, being the champion forever, barely wrestling, you know. But now it's like, like at SummerSlam, him the match with him and Cody was excellent, one of the best yeah, matches was, on the card.
0: Good psychology that match.
1: Oh my! And Lord. the show. And the show of respect that he gave Cody Rhodes after that, because none of that was part of the script. They said that was not supposed to happen. That was Brock going off script and legitimately showing Cody Rhodes respect.
0: Which to me shows Brock Lesnar after this many years, mm-hmm. you couldn't have said this about his first run. You couldn't even say about the, the first half of, you know, when he came back the first half of his second run back, mm-hmm. you know, because he was still all about Brock.
1: It was. It was all yeah. about Brock, and it was all about the money.
0: Exactly, and when he like when he had the match against uh, Dean Ambrose, when mm-hmm. Dean was wanting it to be like a competitive thing, Brock was like, "I don't think so," and he just threw him all over the place like he was a little yeah. rubber bouncing ball. Mm-hmm. And so all he cared about was Brock. Now, you know, he's actually putting people over clean. Now he is making you know because during the SummerSlam match, he kept throwing Cody out of the ring, telling him stay out, stay out, and then Cody kept coming back in, and Brock was like fine or whatever you know and yeah
1: like every helped it that helped yeah that helped it that helped the respect that helped the story like you said the psychology was great cody would you know cody would be outside the ring and the ref would get to nine and cody would barely make it back in and you could just see it even michael cole was like i can't believe cody's still doing this but he's pissing brock off (laughs) (laughs) and you could see it brock was like just stay down, but at the same time, you could kind of see the respect that he's, he's like. What is it going to take? I beat the right. crap out of this dude, and he keeps coming back.
0: And Cody got the what? The three Cody cutters? No, not Cody cutters. Um, uh, the the
1: crossroads, crossroads. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, which is, to me is a it's still a weird move the way you do it. I mean, but uh, but he hit him with three of them. Didn't try to pin him after the, each one. No, it was like boom, boom, boom. Then yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like, no, it's going to take more than one to try to beat him. And then, uh, again, great psychology. It's like, I got to put this monster down, and it's going to take everything I got to do it. But the show of respect made me have a lot of respect for Brock Lesnar, because, especially when I found out that that wasn't part of the story. No, that was legit.
0: Brock knew how much it would add to it. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's probably one of the few that can get away with, you know, going off, you know, the yeah. plan um, yeah. now, you know, and I, well, he would go off the plan before, but it was like, no, I'm not going to make myself look weak. I'm just going to bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam, you know, yeah. now Gotta realize, keep him
1: strong. Yeah.
0: But now he realizes eh, that doesn't, that doesn't yeah. always work because it, it's not, it's making people not want to see you.
1: Yeah. And Cody was already over. Cody's been over since he, the day he walked back in the company. Now he's even more over because not only did he beat Brock Lesnar and beat him clean, Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar showed him respect, like sort of passing of the torch type of thing. That's a big thing because Brock don't do that every day. So No he doesn't. That's abuse like and Michael Cole said it excellent. He's like he's like he's like that show of respect after Cody beating Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes has arrived, and yeah, I mean Cody Rhodes is going to be the face of that company.
0: And I think people, sooner,
1: I think sooner rather than later.
0: Oh, I think so too. And I, I think when he came back, of course he came back at WrestleMania last year, you know, so mm-hmm. roughly a year and a half ago, and then he immediately got hurt, you know, yeah. and, and it was ugly because his whole chest was purple,
1: but. He proved himself to the fans then, with a completely torn from the bone pectoral muscle, went 40 minutes in hell in the cell with with Seth Rollins.
0: Yeah, and uh, that hurts me. I don't even want to watch the rewatch that because it just <laughs> looks painful. Um Then of course, you know, he came back and he was, you know, he won the Rumble, and then he was, of course, now he's in the main event at WrestleMania, at least, you know, for the the title. And I think a lot of people were kind of put off by that. They're like, wait a minute. He's barely had any matches, you know, and as much as what Mm -hmm. we love Cody Rhodes, we say it might be a Mm -hmm. little bit too early. And, you know, so now that he's, I think that may have been one of the reasons why they brought Brock in to -hmm. turn heel on him, you know, beat him down, smack him down like he stole something and then turn around and let him.
1: Yeah. It gives Cody a real mountain to climb. And He's helping other people along the way because you know, he wrestled Dominic at Money in the Bank. And yep. you know, help Dominic along because you Cody's an excellent pro wrestler at every aspect of the game. So that's only gonna help Dominic by being in the ring with somebody that good. Then he has the feud with Brock Lesnar. He gets Lesnar's respect. He's one of the few people that beating Brock Lesnar clean it's just it's telling a great story they've just got to end it well he's got to win honestly he has got to win Roman's title whether Roman has it or not he's got to win that title because that's, that's the story finisher Seth's title is not the story finisher because the story is a Rhodes has never been the WWE champion that's the title Cody needs to
0: get. And one of the things, and I'm going to kind of start kind of transition into talking about SummerSlam. One thing is also about Brock Lesnar. And yes, oh, by the way, I absolutely agree that Cody should win that title. Like you said, whether it's from Roman or whether it's from
2: whoever's successor, yeah. whoever yeah.
0: Cody eventually is going to have to have that title, not the IC title, not the U S title, which by the way, congratulations to Ray Mysterio. Beating yeah. Austin Theory?
1: I also found out that, that that was the original plan the whole time, was for Ray Mysterio to beat Theory for the United States title. What happened was when they had the little tournament thing, Ray got a concussion. So Sa- that's why Santos Escobar ended up winning the tournament because Ray couldn't finish it. He got a concussion okay. and couldn't wrestle. So then they had Santos Escobar win the tournament. He was scheduled to face Theory. Theory jumps him backstage. Ray takes his spot, wins the US title. So they get back to where they wanted to be. They just had a little bump in the road.
0: By the way, kind of a side break break for a second, we totally forgot about Bear, Professor Bear, and the wrestling society. Professor Bear,
1: yes, 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 because we've been
0: we've been trying to get something in the works with and Oh, my Lord, the dead. Um, uh, no, finish uh, your wrestling. How do you finish your yes. wrestling?
1: Sorry, guys. We've just, we're old. I'm sorry. We're
0: old <laughs> and we, we, I promise we have been trying. Hopefully, you know, like you said, this yep. Friday, hopefully we can all record together on their show because they have an excellent show. Go check them out. They are great wrestling analysts. And if you like analyzing stuff like the way we do, you'll definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. This shows we're getting old. And when we go, four weeks without doing a regular show yeah um
1: it throws us off It throws yeah. us off
0: because doing an interview show we can't give as many shout outs it just doesn't flow as well right you know so uh, it's been a few weeks and i should have had my list laid out to make sure i didn't forget it but we yeah it's <laughs> been a while since you know i've had to do it from memory but right. we apologize to everybody who we did not get shout outs to earlier don't worry when i post it especially on twitter i will tag all of you,
2: mm-hmm. yep.
0: But like I said, but. speaking of speaking of Summerslam and speaking mm-hmm. of Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar used to have the reputation. It's like, well, why is he always in the first match? Because homeboy was getting on his private jet and leaving.
1: Yeah, he was right leaving. After. Yeah. Um. And here, go ahead. Plus, here is the thing too. Brock has said he enjoys wrestling smaller guys. Mm-hmm. It's. He said it's more of a challenge for him wrestling smaller guys than it is wrestling bigger guys. He's like, bigger guys, it's like all people are looking for is to see if I can pick him up, to see right. if I can throw a German, see if I can do an F5, or whatever. He's like, with the smaller guys, they're faster. They're more agile. He's like, it's a lot more fun to have those type of matches because you have two different styles. You know, with the with the big boy matches, you've just got two big dudes beating the crap out of each other. After a while of those type of matches, the story gets boring. Yep. And that's why he's all, he's like wrestling, uh, you know, AJ Styles, Brian Danielson, you know, Cody Rhodes, you know, people like that. Um, so, it's been refreshing for him to actually be putting on good matches. And looks like he's actually enjoying himself in the ring.
0: Well, in the first match at SummerSlam, Logan Paul and Ricochet, I just read this literally like 10 minutes before um, I actually sent you the link. Mm -hmm. Logan Paul requested that his match be the first and they granted this to him. Well, because of your brother.
1: Yeah, his yep. brother had a boxing match and he he needed to leave because he wanted to be in his brother. He wanted to be there to support his brother. I respect that. I don't yep. have any problem with that. That wasn't like an ego thing or anything where, oh, I've had my match. I don't care about anybody else's. He was wanting to be there for his brother, show his support. I have nothing yep. but respect for that. I, my only issue, the match was excellent. Yep. The athleticism with these two dudes. People were making fun of it on. My, My brother was one of them. He was texting me, (laughs) making fun of it. He's like, he's like, this is just dumb. And he's like, trashing Ricochet and all this. And it's like, I'm like, dude. And then I'm like, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, There are both of them, the athleticism. We already knew Ricochet's athleticism is on the chart, but Logan Paul, again, impressed. You know, my only issue was I didn't really feel like Logan Paul should have won that match. That was Ricochet's first match on a major pay-per-view on the main roster. He needed that win more than Logan Paul. It wouldn't have hurt Logan Paul to lose. It hurts Ricochet to take that that loss because it just pushes him further down the card when Ricochet should be at least top of the mid-card. I'm not saying not everybody can be a main event guy, and I get that. But Ricochet's been a US champion for a cup of coffee and that's about it on the main roster. And the dude's amazing and the fans love him. It's like give him something to do, give him something he can sink his teeth in. Don't make don't make him the jobber to the stars.
0: Put the put the US title on Ricochet and let him hold it for a while. Yeah. That'd be the perfect one. Yeah, uh, form because I mean yeah. it would look believable. Uh, right now, I don't think he's ready for the world title, or universe, whatever they are yeah. calling the top title. I don't think he's ready for that yet. But obviously, I mean he's very ready to hold the mid card or oh yeah, you know the second title for and hold it for a while or be yeah part of Texas. I mean, hold it for a while. To,
1: exactly, he's going to bring fan interest because a lot of a lot of people like myself have watched him since the Indies, since New Japan. You know, and you know, he's going to give you an excellent match every time he goes out there. Ricochet never disappoints. He gives you an excellent match every time, regardless of who he's in the ring with. So, I agree. Give him a mid-card title and let him run with it. That was my only complaint about the match was Logan Paul going on.
0: Even even if it took some yuts come over there and and brass yeah. They never explained who, who the guy was either. Just no, they did. Yeah. So, and, uh, one of the things I noticed when they introduced Ricochet, he's apparently no longer from Paducah. He's now from Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, because they used to announce him when he was in NXT. They always announced him from Paducah, Kentucky. Then he gets to the main roster. They do it for the first couple of months he was on the on the main roster, and then all of a sudden, they just didn't announce where he was from at all. I just announced his weight and his name. That was definitely a Vince McMahon thing because unless you're from Texas, Vince McMahon does not want to acknowledge any of his wrestlers being from quote unquote, the South.
0: Where's Vince McMahon from?
1: Exactly. (laughs) North Carolina. (laughs) He is from
0: Havelock, North
1: Carolina. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't want to be reminded of any of that. And so he just kind of, wipes that out the only person that got away with it it was probably hardcore holly because he's from mobile alabama but hardcore holly probably would have beat the crap out of Vince mcmahon if he tried to change it so uh
0: i mean hardcore holly apparently in a meeting one time they had they were trying to figure out what to do with the world title because i don't remember what the circumstances were but they were going to have to find somebody to put it on he said why don't you put it on me i'll just beat everybody
1: (laughs) yeah
0: it's like all right i mean uh
1: a hardcore Holly world title run would have been interesting because I mean, the dude was legit. He was legitimately tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could give you a good match. He could give you a good promo, you know? So it would have been interesting to see, you know, him as a world champion.
0: And if anybody's wondering, you know, why Vince McMahon wouldn't make an exception for Texas because Texas are kind of their own thing. Yeah. You ask anybody from Texas and they'll tell you that.
1: Yeah. Plus, you've got Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. You got the, you got those guys coming up, you know, coming out of Texas. Steve Austin, of course. So
2: yep,
0: you know, and those are just one, you know, the Von Erichs, of course. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, um,
0: and some of the other ones, you know, older generation territory guys. Mm-hmm. BC would know exactly what we're talking about. Yep. So, but you know, we already talked about. You know Cody and Brock but the, the yep. next match they, they had on there if anybody wants to know how hard it is when you have a battle royal, royal rumble, mm-hmm. anything like that where you have in this case it was 25 people and you try to say before you ever watch it, oh the winner is going to be this person
2: mm-hmm.
0: this one you literally have a 4% chance of getting it correct which means you mm-hmm. have a 96% chance of getting it wrong
2: yeah,
0: Waylon texted me. He said, "L.A. Knight wins the rump, wins the battle royal," and that was it. Didn't say any, any anybody, no, you know. Just said L.A. Knight's winning this, mm-hmm. and sure enough, L.A. Knight won. They finally, finally did something right by L.A. Knight.
1: Yeah, and that arena, the roof came off. It was, I mean, that ovation he got when he won—that pop was fantastic. I mean, my thing. It, can we just strap the rocket to this dude and go? I mean, he's proved he got over on his own, you know, and we don't have a Vince McMahon in the way to crush that because we know how Vince hates for people to get over on their own. He is over. He is super over. He is excellent on the microphone. He is to me. He is in that upper echelon of promo guys he went toe to toe with the Miz. The Miz is in that echelon of promo guys. I will give him all the credit in the world. The Miz can cut a great promo on a regular basis. Yes. La Knight. La Knight went toe to toe with it. Really beat him in the promo ba- battle, and that says a lot. Beating the Miz in a promo battle. Um, just, and you know, the the concern is his age. He's you know, I think he's thirty nine or forty. Brock Lesnar's almost 50. You're still you're still putting him in big-time matches. Give the dude this chance. He has proved himself the world over. He It's his time right now. They need to go while he's hot because they're going to wait too long, and it's going to cool off because people are going get, to get disappointed because he's not moving up, and then the popularity wanes and that's generally when WWE decides, oh, well, let's make him the world champion now. And it's like then the fans aren't gonna care like they care right now.
0: And it's one of the things, like we've always said, let it happen organically. When they kept exactly. sho- when they kept shoving Roman in everybody's face, oh you're you're yeah. not just gonna like him, but he's gonna be the champion and he's gonna be the good guy. He's gonna be popping. You're gonna cheer for him. Everybody's like, No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, no. No. And When they let him, you know, when they let him do his own thing, he got over. Mm -hmm. He got huge. I mean, he became a huge star. Bigger than they could have ever, bigger than the machine could have ever done. Roman got himself there. Because they got out of his way.
0: Oh. And speaking of people being pushed to the moon for no reason whatsoever, except for already having name recognition before they appeared in WWE, Ronda Rousey
1: uh, lost here's the thing. to Shayna, thankfully. Thankfully. Thank God she did. And thank God, I was that match, a
0: big... and thank God that match ended because I was – did you hear the crowd start chanting boring when they were watching it?
1: Yeah. And here's the thing. I hate that for Shayna because the reason That's the totally. match was boring – was Rhonda's fault, because Rhonda's boring. Shayna was doing everything she could to get a competitive match out of Rhonda. Rhonda was just not good enough to keep up with Shayna. And I'm glad she's finally, I'm glad they're finally seeing it. And the, But the main reason that Rhonda lost is because she wants to leave, and her contract had an early exit clause. So whenever she was, whenever she decided, Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. She could exercise that early exit clause and leave. So that's why they had Shayna turn on her and they thought that they were going to make Shayna the villain, but it didn't work. No. <laughs> and Rhonda still was the bad guy because everything that Shayna Baszler was saying is what all of us have been thinking the entire time that Rhonda has been in WWE.
0: Well, because there's a huge difference between somebody who's already been advertised as a heel walking mm-hmm. to grab the microphone. Oh, all you fans are stupid for booing me.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And they're like, boo, But you know, because they know it's part of it. It's another thing yeah. to do interviews, like shoot interviews going, oh, the fans are just stupid. It's like, yeah, oh, really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah.
0: That's going to get you that go away heat.
1: Exactly. And people were tired of, you know, people got tired of her getting pushed over People who deserve that spot more.
0: The overhyped rookie.
1: The overhyped rookie. Yeah. Miss Bliss said it best. Yes, and she did. I'm just glad that Shayna won. They're finally giving Shayna some spotlight. And I'm glad Rhonda's gone.
0: Uh, and so now I'm going to move on to the next match because that match was just horrible. Yeah. Um, but the match that followed. Was brutal, like we thought it was going to be. It had some good moves, like we thought, and it ended the way we wanted. Because here in we were trying to do the math in our heads right before you know start recording, but hopefully, within we'll just say go and just say 30 days, Gunther will have passed up
1: the talk talk man. man. Yep, he is. Uh, I figured it out, I finally got it. He is 25 days away. About to say, yeah, because. Our friend From Kyle, today, he is 25 days
0: away. I see, because our friend Kyle texted me and said we need to do an episode on September 9th. It may not be right on September 9th, just because mm-hmm. I think that's a Friday um, yeah. or a Saturday. No, it's a, I think it's a Saturday, so we'll probably do it on, uh, on September 11th, actually. Yeah. And, you know, so we'll actually cover that, you know, how finally, <laughs> you know, Honky yeah. Tonk Man is no longer the record holder.
1: Because here's the thing, they are not going to Gunther's gonna hold it for the next twenty-five days. There is no way they cut this drain short when he is this close from that record because WWE loves to break records. Yeah. And there's no way it there's no reason that the honky tonk man's reign has held the record has held this long. Absolutely. With all of the talent that has come through the doors of that company in the past several decades, there's no reason why the Honky Tonk Man should have been the longest-reigning intercontinental champion for 35 years. Yeah. Because he dropped the title to the Warrior at SummerSlam 88.
0: 88, yep. Because he won it from Steamboat like three weeks after WrestleMania three because yes. Steamboat pissed off Vince McMahon.
1: Yeah, because um, Steamboat Steamboat wanted. To
0: spend some time with his family.
1: Spend some time with his family. And, uh, God forbid. And, yeah. I think his wife was pregnant and about to but have a no, baby. She, I, and... or,
0: yeah. Or, yeah. She had just had the baby.
1: Yeah. 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 And Vince, McMahon, Vince was mad because it threw off all his plans for Steamboat as the Intercontinental Champion. So, yeah, they had Honky Tonk beat him. And then Honky held it from three weeks after WrestleMania 3 until SummerSlam 88. And then the title, the record stood for 35, 35 years until Gunther beats it.
0: Yep. And I'm sure now, if they have Gunther lose the title right before that time, oh. you know, I will riot in my front yard.
1: And here's the thing. I'm thankful that Triple H is booking because I could see Vince doing it. Yep. Just but. I can see Vince doing it out of spite because we're expecting it. And he's, he always, well, I know what the fans want better than they do. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because we want Gunther to win the title. Here's here's my thing I want Gunther, the, Gunther to break that record. Then I want him to drop the Intercontinental title to Chad Gable. Chad Gable deserves okay. yep. a singles run, he is a tremendous technical wrestler can always give you a great match. Give him a run with the IC title. Gunther then destroys Seth Rollins and wins the world heavyweight title. There you because go. Because right now nobody's taking. Roman's not dropping the title at least until WrestleMania. He's not there's no there's no way Roman's losing that title until WrestleMania it makes honestly it makes no sense True. to have him lose the title anywhere else even at cuz survivor series is not what it used to be it's not the big it's not the big pay-per-view like it used to be
0: yeah i don't think of it as like that anymore
1: it makes no sense for him to drop it at the rumble because the rumble is the start of the road to wrestlemania and roman's still the final boss he's the end game so I have no issue with him holding the title until WrestleMania because whoever beats him at WrestleMania should be Cody Rhodes. But whoever beats him at WrestleMania. That's a huge deal because you've beaten. The fourth longest reigning world champion in the history of this company. That is a that that's a notch in your belt that nobody can ever take.
0: Uh, by the way, I don't think that Gunther is going to beat Seth Rollins. I think he's going to beat Damian Priest.
1: That would work too. Yep. Damian Priest cashes in. Yep. Wins the world heavyweight title, and then Gunther chops the living soul out of him, <laughs> and he will and takes it and takes it. Woo. He's going to chop him to death. He's going to hit a, that massive power bomb, and then Gunther's your world champion. Or one of his I'm-
0: one of his other moves, because I mean. You know Gunther, he's
1: he's got an arsenal.
0: Yeah, I mean he's not flashy, but he's just effective. He knows every single move, counter move, and that's why, you know, when they first put the title on him, I don't think they had designs on him being the longevity guy. Yeah, but then the fans started reacting to him, and
1: because the fans, um, you know, fans have have been behind him since the Indies, you know, and then he comes to. NXT UK and the fans were losing their mind then. And then, you know, he's the longest reigning NXT UK champion ever. And now he's about to be the longest reigning intercontinental champion ever. If he wins Thankful. the world heavyweight title, let him have a run with that too. And let him have a long reign with that. Cause right now, would I love to see him went Russell Roman potentially beat him? Yeah, because I think it would be great. But that ain't the story right now. And Roman ain't losing it yet because there's still there's still a lot of steam in this bloodline story. So even though a lot of people are getting tired of it, I think the way they're working it is making sense. And for me, as long as it makes sense, I'm good with it.
0: And, of course, you know, with me bringing up him not beating Rollins, you know, the next match mm-hmm. was Rollins and Finn Balor.
1: Yeah, Finn Balor should have won that match. Yeah, I feel like Finn, I feel like it would have made sense, especially for the Bloodline, uh, not Bloodline, Judgment Day faction. Uh, Dominic is the NXT North American champion. Rhea Ripley is the women's world champion. Damian Priest has money in the bank. Finn is an odd man out because he has nothing. It would have made perfect sense because you're building to a feud between Finn and Damian Priest anyway. So why not have Finn Balor beat Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight title? Then the group looks complete and looks like they're just ruling the company. But then you've got Damian Priest still eyeing the world title every time they're together. And eventually he cashes in and takes the title from Finn. The feud starts. Finn gets kicked out of the judgment day because the other three are champions and Finn's got nothing and they see him as the weak link. So they kick him out. Like I said, you're building to the feud anyway. Why not give them something to feud over?
0: Exactly. And, you know, like you said, I mean, it'd also be the way. Well, if Finn were to win it while he's still part of them, Mm -hmm. Damian Priest cashes in, beats him and then kicks him out. And that's yeah, that's their way of turning on him and saying. Exactly.
1: Pull yeah. pull the same thing they did to Edge. You know, because Finn Balor came into the Judgment Day, and then the three of them turned on Edge and kicked him out. It'll come full circle, and the same thing will happen to Finn. Yep.
0: And, you know, that match, I mean, I didn't think it was bad. Um, and we knew, we knew Judgment Day were going to interfere somehow. Oh, yeah. You know, Seth doing the curb stomp on the briefcase. I still don't like the wood, the curb stomp. I hate it. Mm. That's just me. Um never been a fan of it, but um, I did like how Finn, you know, he did the buckle bomb on Seth outside, you know, cause that's how, yes. you know, yeah. so, so they did that call back, you know, that part was kind of yeah. cool for those who've been watching like a the, while.
1: I like the paint that he had on. that said seven cause it was seven years ago yep. that, you know, he had to relinquish the universal title after winning it.
0: Now, I do wish Judgment Day, they they would go ahead and pull the trigger on that and have them, you know, kick Balor out or have Balor win the title. Damon Cash is in, then kick him out. You know, yeah. either way, they, they've been dragging this out a little bit too long to me.
1: Yeah, but, I agree. Um, and, I mean, it's a good story there. They're just dragging it. They're just dragging their feet. They're dragging it that. out.
0: And now, did you call... What happened at the end of the next match? Triple Threat. Bianca, I'll have to go back <laughs> look at the 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 text that you sent when you were doing those predictions. Um
1: Let me look because I may have called that. Because
0: uh, um, yeah, uh, actually, you know what? I I took a screenshot before I sent it to um Justin so we could have it for the show. But um. Yeah, because I don't remember if, if you called. There it is. Hold on, let me see. Um, Oscar retains.
1: Ah, uh, I was wrong.
0: So that one, you yeah, that part you're wrong, and um, and you didn't have anything about Eo Scott because I think we all thought it's too early. She's not, it's not ready for her to cash in yet. Apparently, we were wrong.
1: Yeah, uh, it was a good match. I was honestly surprised that Bianca Belair was the one who won to, um, to kind of transition the title to EO with the cash in. Um, I personally felt like it should have been Charlotte simply because Charlotte shouldn't have been there in the first place. So she's the one who should have got cashed in on because she has a history of people cashing in money in the bank on her. <laughs> so <laughs> So I need to keep that trend and just do it that way. But they did keep the world title off of Charlotte. So I'm okay with that. You know, Bianca was the transitional champion in the match. But now we get EO versus Asuka eventually. And that is what I've been waiting for the entire time because I've seen them do it in stardom. And Lord have mercy, those women are stiff. They are so they rec- ma-
0: they do the Japanese strong style. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. I, I'm. Yeah. Yes. I'm. I'm wanting to see that.
1: Yeah. And not only do you have that, you've got Eel Sky who can do the strong style, who can do the technical stuff and the high flying stuff. You've got Asuka who is just a monster in the ring. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> that's your money. Just like we 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 always said, Shayna and Ronda was your money match. This is your money match. This is your money feud for the for the women's title. It's Eel Sky and Austin. We need to get Air and Charlotte. Let them have their own feud mm-hmm. because you know, let them do that and get them out of the title picture right now. It needs to be Oscar and Eo over the title.
0: And I think Air and Charlotte. The reason why you have them in the wrong thing because their they their backgrounds are very similar. You know they're both legitimate college level athletes. Yeah, because they both were athletes at their respective colleges. Yeah, and Bianca, I mean, we've seen the kind of strength moves she can do. I mean, like I mm-hmm. said, she she has that Cesaro or Claudio. Yeah. type strength. I mean, she, yeah. you look at it and you're like thinking, man, I don't think she has any muscles. And all of a sudden, she's pressing people above her head and
1: with one arm. <laughs>
0: and it's like, okay, you know, she's got that crazy, crazy strength. Yeah. And Charlotte, I mean, we forget about I mean, how strong she is.
1: Charlotte's strong. And I take nothing away from Charlotte's ability. She is an excellent pro wrestler. I just don't like the fact that they've shoved her down her throat. in I mean, eight years. She came on the main roster in 2015. Eight years, she's amassed 16 world titles. It's like, no, that just waters right. down every rain. It's like.
0: That may have been the we, reason why they didn't have her be the, the five-minute transitional champion.
1: Could be. So she wouldn't get 17, so she wouldn't beat Danny's record.
0: <laughs> could have been. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Bianca gets home to Montez Ford, you know, cause people don't know they're married in real life. Mm-hmm. And he says, Hey, how, you know, how are the matches tonight? She's like, well, I won the title from a Japanese lady. And then another Japanese lady beat me right, beat right after. <laughs> so it's
1: like uh, one of them beat the, one of them beat the brakes off me, but I beat her. And then the other one beat the brakes off me and took my title. So title. either way, I got, either way I got beat up.
0: I got beat up. But
1: um, side note real quick. Um, I like what they're doing with the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. I hope this is like the Hurt Business 2.0. Oh, I
0: haven't been catching it.
1: Uh, Bobby Lashley showed up on SmackDown. Wanted to have a talk with the Street Profits. So they get in the limo and they go. The next week, they're talking. Bobby Lashley's like, you know, y'all need to dress the part and all this. You know, know, y'all been successful, but not as successful as you could be if you do this, this, and this. So then the next week, Dawkins and Montez are wearing suits. Mm -mm. They come out and attack every tag team that's competing on the show. And I feel like we're getting the hurt business. I I just feel like we do, and I hope we do, because they never should have disbanded them in the first place.
0: And I think Montez Ford and Bobby Lashley, both of them being actual legit veterans, Mm -hmm. you know, so they already have kind of – they know yeah. that mentality of pushing mm-hmm. forward, pushing forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh oh I oh man, I'd like to see that actually. I say yeah. bring back bring back the six man titles.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> and put it on them. Uh or or have the free world rule, have them mm-hmm. to figure out who's gonna you know defend it. Um but yeah, I mean EO Sky, uh I was glad to see Bailey you coming back because everybody's been kinda you know, and us included, you know, we've been kind of discounting Bailey because I mean, she's not been doing it much lately. Because so, uh, control alt delete or whatever they're calling themselves is,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, they're, they're breaking up. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah. um, Dakota Kai shows up
1: and then he was last minute, like during the show. Yeah. So that she could be there when EO won the title. So she could be there in person when EO won the title.
0: And so now they're, what are they called? I say control on delete, but what's uh, damage,
1: damage, damage control. control. Yeah.
0: Like I said, folks, we're getting old. <laughs>
1: you
0: know, Wayland's half a century old. I'm turning half a century old here in a little over two weeks. I mean, and next year we're going to be hiding our own Easter eggs. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: so. but, but that was, an, uh, that was a really good match. Um, I I enjoyed the outcome. Um, You know, he is a great wrestler. We'll see where they go with it, but hopefully it's leading to her and Oscar and a few for the title.
0: Um, the last match, and this is what actually what we were um when we were chatting earlier today, talking about what we were going to talk about tonight, um, because we're gonna talk about the fallout from this, but Roman and Jey Uso, you know, they're legitimate cousins, and a tribal Combat, whatever, just call. uh, Whatever. It was a street fight.
1: It was a street fight. fight. Yeah, yeah. For the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, everybody knew going in that Jay was not winning the title, right? But they did an excellent job of making us think, "Oh, are they actually going to do it?" Because I mean, there was some there was Mm -hmm. some close calls there to where I thought they might actually have Jay win this thing, but. What everybody's up in arms about on Twitter, not calling it X, it's still Twitter. Know, it's... <laughs> yeah, people are like, oh, that's just dumb. I'm tired of the Bloodline story now because they had Jimmy turn heel. No, no, they didn't. They did, people didn't want to wait and let the story kind of play out. Jimmy explained himself on SmackDown. He said that he did it because they had it looking like Jay was about to win. Jimmy comes out and stops him, interferes and stops him. He said, I did not want you to turn into him. He's like, if you had beaten Roman, you would have become the tribal chief. And you would have started down that road and eventually became just like him. He's like, and I was trying to save you from that because we all know what Roman is. Roman's perfect in the background on SmackDown, standing there looking just terribly offended that, that Jimmy's like, <laughs> he's, like he's, he's pointing at himself like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> and, but the match was, the, the match was a good street fight. You know, Solo got involved, of course, and all that. But Roman ends up winning because Jimmy interfered. Jimmy didn't turn heel. Jimmy's still against Roman. He just did what he thought was saving his brother from an even worse fate. Then Jay super kicks everybody in the face. Loved it when Jimmy's walking away. You know, Jay is beating everybody up in the ring, gets out of the ring, tells Jimmy to come down like they're going to reconcile. And the crowd's all like, oh my God, okay, the Usos are back. And then Jimmy gets close and Jay Super kicks him too, <laughs> and then says, "I'm out of the bloodline. I'm out of WWE. All this, and the memes are all over Twitter that Jay Uso is all elite. They're like, <laughs> they're like, isn't it convenient that Jay Uso you no know, says he's leaving WWE when All In is right around the corner? He's not going to AEW, people. <laughs> it's and just."
0: I think it's, I think it's a work. Uh, and by the way, the match wasn't bad. The match was just so long, it 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 was
1: very long 36 minutes. If they'd have shaved about 15, it should have been about 20 minutes. Yep. maybe,
0: Maybe 25.
1: Yeah. Match length 20, 25 minutes. But yeah, it was, it was too long. It was a good match, but it was too long. Yeah. By the end, you're like, hurry up and get to it, you know, but. I think Jay storyline leaving WWE because they don't want to pull the trigger on the Uso feud just yet. The Usos want, have always wanted to have a match with each other. He's like, they're like, we don't necessarily want to break up, but we want to wrestle each other at least once. But they want to do that at WrestleMania. Yep. So him leaving, say they have him leave for a few months, come back, like toward the end of the year, beginning of the year, then they could build more to that match. It also gives Jimmy time to get to be a better singles wrestler because Jay's had that opportunity to become a good singles wrestler when Jimmy was out hurt. Then they went back to the tag team when Jimmy, you know, got better. Give Jimmy a chance to kind of feud it gives Jimmy a chance to feud with Roman get much better in the ring. He's already good on the mic, but it lets him get much more comfortable being a single star before he starts the feud with his brother. But I absolutely think it's a work. Jimmy ain't leaving. There's one, he's he's just not. His brother's there, his cousin's there.
0: Both of his brothers are there.
1: Yeah, both of his brothers are there, his cousin's there. But besides that, there's just too much there's just too much steam left in the story there's too much money on the table for him to just up and leave
0: and one of the things I do like that was a surprise when Jimmy showed up mm-hmm. you know under the, under the you know the hood um now when they first showed him pulled out the Usos you know the twin brothers they mm-hmm. have a certain stance you know it's them you know, oh their, yeah their body yeah. I was like is that Jimmy Uso yeah. He pulled a thing and sure enough it was him. So but the way they did that, because they said, Oh, Jimmy's injured, that was actually something else. People are like, Is that a shoot or a work? Yeah. You know, and because people were speculating, all of a sudden he shows up and it's like, oh, I guess it was a work. Yeah. Now they're saying Jay's leaving. Well, guess what, folks? I'm gonna say that's a, a work. that's a work.
1: Um Yeah. Yeah, they just they had to write Jimmy off for a little bit in order to in order for Jay and Roman to get that, that part of the story built. So they used Roman and Solo taking out Jimmy. That way it leaves Jay by himself. And then that that part of the story gets told. Jimmy comes back. So like it all made sense. A lot of people were complaining that they're like, oh, it was a stupid finish or it was it doesn't make any sense. Or if you stop and think about it, all of it made sense. I don't think they've done anything in this entire storyline that didn't make sense.
0: I mean, and I think at WrestleMania, I mean, I, I do think it's on the downslope, you know, the whole blow. Well, yeah, it. it's, but, oh, yeah,
1: it, it's headed toward the end. Right. But there's still some room to get some good storytelling left in it as long as, as long as they keep being consistent like they have been. Now, if they do something stupid and jump a shark, and then I get, I get being frustrated with that. But I think right now, I think it's still, I think it's still good, and it's still interesting to watch and see where they're going.
0: And I'm actually kind of glad they're, people are no longer talking about The Rock coming back and facing Roman because honestly, I don't want to see that. Um, but I will say this about Jay and Jimmy going against each other. And you know how, like, the 2K games, you could actually set, like, your own feuds? Yeah. I, I actually did have that. I had one of them <laughs> <turn> off. <on. laughs> I think it was on two thousand nineteen. Weird. Now it's happening in real life. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, so, um, although I do wish that at some point WWE would have taken advantage of the fact that they are twin brothers. Mm-hmm. They never, they never did because yeah. I mean I shouldn't be able to look at two identical twins and be able to tell them apart. Yeah, you know, but I mean that's that's them. You know, Jay has the short hair. Jimmy's hair is a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and and I think by them having Jay. Supposedly leaving and not Jimmy Mm -hmm. because if Jimmy left, people would really think, Oh, that's a shoot because his wife is wrestling in impact.
1: Yeah, exactly. She's right now, she is the uh, knockouts world champion.
0: And there you go. You know, so, um, so that one that may have been why they had, Oh, you know what? Um, (laughs) if Jimmy leaves, Jimmy might actually not, he might actually leave and not come back.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm gonna go be with my wife. I'm gonna be with
0: my wife, you know, so. Um. Oh, but oh, I mean, I I thought Summersum was a good show. Um, our buddies in the DWO—they were actually there at the show. That's um, awesome. You were there last year. They were there this year. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point when Santos Escobar is in the battle royal, it looked like he was wearing a DWO shirt. Now it I did to ask and Mike I, about that.
1: Yeah, I kept looking at it, but I couldn't ever tell what what the D stood for. But yeah, it looked like a Dad world Order shirt.
0: Right, so um, like I said, you know, go check out their show. T- they're going to be live, but they always mm-hmm. do their their stuff live. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's eight thirty tomorrow night. It's on YouTube. You can also uh, check it out. Our our stuff. It's also on YouTube uh, and on any audio platform you can think of. And we were mentioning, you know, Twitter X or X Twitter or, or whatever
1: <laughs> X X Twitter. Yeah, X Twitter. Twix. Um, That's yeah. it. It's Twix. Twix. Uh,
0: there we go. We are renaming Twitter,
1: Twix. Twix.
2: Yep.
0: So you can find us on Twix at Booking Armchair. <laughs> <laughs> and if you and here lately, I, I actually followed um, Pure Wrestler. It's a Japanese name, but they show a lot of old classic matches, especially mm-hmm. from Japan. Love watching those, and they show like the highlights of them. And some of these matches I mm-hmm. didn't even know existed, and so you really get to see somebody like Stan Hansen.
1: How mm-hmm.
0: good he was in the ring! I had yeah. no idea. I mean, I knew Stan Hansen was good. I didn't realize he was as good as what he was. You know, so, oh yeah. Some, some reason yeah. though, you land in Japan, and and all of a sudden you you can do these moves that people never see you do in the states.
1: Because you get this freedom to do this. It's like in the states, it's like you get kind of like, Stan Hansen got, you know, he was the the mean tough cowboy, the mauler, and everything. But in Japan. He was still that, but got to showcase more of his ability in Japan.
0: And yes, go follow that. Follow us that on Twitter. Also follow uh, at the Rockstar seventy three. That is, you know, Julian's intellectual rock star. By the way, go check out his podcast. Hey, when you put put putting out another episode, dude, just gotta ask.
1: Hopefully soon. It's been so busy with the food truck, so I'm hoping that I can get a new episode soon because I need to get that back
0: up and going because uh, yeah it's it, once you it's kind of like working out once you don't do it for a little bit it's hard to get back into it yeah and, and because we know that personally from the times we've had because yeah. of various reasons you know we weren't able to record so i uh, can also check my other podcast uh the Cubicle chat that's on twitter at cubicle i'm sorry that's at twix at cubicle underscore chat you can find all <laughs> our stuff on on facebook as well um you can also email the show uh at Armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. What is the intellectual rock star? What is that email?
1: uh The intellectual rock star podcast at gmail.com.
0: There you go. And email the cubicle chat, uh, cubicle chat podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. See, uh, but yeah, find us on theirs. And like I said, you know, we, we definitely want, we we're giving our shout outs earlier. I still feel bad because finish your wrestling. They hit me up today and I still forgot about them when I was giving our shout outs. And I feel really bad about that because those guys are absolutely awesome. Hopefully we can record them soon. You know, fingers crossed, mm-hmm. you know, because we've been playing the it, it, and then, uh something fell through. Yeah. Play it, playing it and then something fell through. Yeah. In the meantime, even if we're not on their show, go check out their show anyway, because they are absolutely like, like I said, great analytical minds. Uh, and professor bear at the Wrestling society network, we were supposed to actually meet up with him (laughs) at Mm -hmm. some point. Yeah, we, we haven't yet. So we need, we need to hit him up again too, because he's another great dude. We were just on the show with him. I have no idea what happened with that.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: either. So I need to hit him up and go, Hey, where's that one? we, We want to put that over. So people will go.
2: Yeah.
0: And listen to it. Um, another dude loves his wrestling, uh, loves his wrestling, loves his video games. Yep. He's our friend.
2: Yeah, he really is <laughs> <laughs> for
0: a lot of reasons, and uh, you know, just check out all the great ones BC Hunter re- with Wrestling with the Truth. Uh, the guys from Old or Mike and Eric, and the wrestling belt guy I cannot think of his name because we only had Mike and Eric on our show. Um, mm-hmm. the wrestling tees guy, the other oh, yeah, they're third, you know, but those guys, I mean, they all they love their wrestling, and like I said, they were just at SummerSlam. And, of course, we cannot forget Ted the Hillbilly Hill. Yep. Because we've, all, we've also been trying to get on his show, once again. Mm-hmm. When plans fall through, for one, they kind of fall through for everybody, unfortunately. Yeah. You
2: know. Yeah. So,
0: Um, but hopefully we'll be able to, you know, Wednesday night, we're supposed to record with Andrew Reed.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, it'll,
0: be, it'll be his first time on the show. He's a great dude. I've actually spoken to him, you know, many times in person. Uh, and I, we might actually be doing a T-shirt swap this Saturday at the Summer Sizzler. I cool. have his shirt. It's actually sitting right back there. I have a shirt for him and for Riley Matthews. Um you know, so be you know, be able to, you know, because Riley has been such a supporter of the show. She's been on the show twice. And so I said, you know what? I said, I'm gonna get you a shirt. Yeah. You know. Uh and not only that, but I need all we need all the support we can get because of Noah you know, <laughs> Noah <laughs> yeah. Gabriel, you know, laying a snot rocket in one of our show shirts. Yeah. You know, so um but and then even beyond having Andrew on, you know, hopefully we'll be able to record again this week, mm-hmm. you know. But hopefully we can. And if we can't, we apologize. But we are trying. You yeah. Know, but sometimes, yeah. you know, life things just have to take priority. So. uh but until we can talk again, my friend, I'm just going to say good night and God bless.
1: God bless.